This is a time for change. This is a time for awakening. This is a time for an unfolding of who you truly are. This is a time to evolve into the being you were meant to be. This is your time. Welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Micah Wren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Welcome, 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 and welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. Today's episode, I want to talk to you about simplifying your life. And indeed, I'm going to give you 10 big ideas to help you simplify your life. Now, this kind of idea that I want to talk about this happened basically on Friday and I got a text from a very close family member and about a minute later my wife got a call from a very close family member of hers and both were a little bit um, stress inducing because of things that they were health issues with both of them and to be honest both of these people have had ongoing issues and you know it's like your body's trying to tell you something you know the universe is trying to tell you something what you're doing is not conducive to good health and it's you know it starts slowly sometimes you just get a little sickness or you get a little bit run down and you get out of it and what often happens it progresses and every time it gets kind of worse and eventually you end up in that hospital bed wondering you know what's next uh, i'm lucky i barely survived this and then hopefully you decide to make some changes to change your life in order to be who you really can be and this often leads to simplification then of your life and breaking it down into more smaller chunks and, and getting things done the way you want to get them done. So you, a lot of this happens because of our innate wanting to do things and it's kind of comes from the desire and it's the desire of the universe. Without desire, none of this universe would exist. It's that thing you can't really put your finger on or physical entity but there was a desire of something and something took place to begin all that uh, the evolution of all that exists right now and this desire leads to an intention which leads to thoughts which leads to feelings which leads to actions which leads to the results you get in your life so desire is very desirable pardon the pun but it, you need to have that otherwise you wouldn't even want to do anything you wouldn't want to get up you wouldn't want to uh, in the morning and you wouldn't want to continue with your day there has to be a desire to accomplish something 
whatever that is. And, uh, you know, you're the one that, that frames that. But that desire leads to an intention for you to do something. And that brings about thoughts about what you're going to do, right? These thoughts create feelings or emotions. And then the emotions and feelings allow you to act. And they, that that's how you act. And then whatever you do, the actions you take, create the results you get in your life. So it's a very simple formula. And you know I've talked about this before in other shows, so I'm not going to go in very deep uh, with that right now. But what happens is sometimes that this, this desire, when left untethered, it just keeps going and going and going, and it becomes a compulsion to do things, right? We never want to stop and slow down um, and, and take time for ourselves. It's always, well, I finished that task, uh, let's get on to the next. And oftentimes, we're, while we're doing the other task, we're thinking about the next task or and even the next one past that because what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, got to get this done. i got all these deadlines. And there's always more to do. And we never seem to arrive anywhere. We never seem to actually get anywhere. <laughs> you know, we wake up with a ton of things on our mind to do, and we go to bed with a ton of things on our mind to do, and repeat, and repeat, and repeat. But we never seem to actually get anywhere. I'm sure you've experienced that. I've experienced that. I'm, most of us have at some point in time or not. And we have to start reeling that in to actually have a little bit of control of, of what we're doing. I don't know if you can always have control of your life uh, because there's many things that interact with you on a daily basis but you do have the gift of choice and it's the choices you need to make that will make a huge difference in your life so you know in success in life i have a very uh, i have actually um, a sheet with laws of success that i've adopted for uh, my my coaching company which is infinite success academy and with this, these laws of success comes, uh, I compare it to efficiencies and inefficiencies. So when we're doing things efficiently, we can be successful. When we're doing them inefficiently, we are not. And that's, again, for another episode. So we won't get into that right now. But basically, it's every day you must do what's possible to do that day. And if you do everything that's possible to do that day, like let's say your work day, you know, your eight hour day or 12 hour shift, if you work shift, that sort of thing, do it, everything is possible to do in that time period. You don't have to do more, right? And you don't worry about whether yesterday's work was done well or not, because yesterday is gone. It's no longer here. It's in the past. You cannot improve it. It's done and over with. So don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow because there will be time to do tomorrow's work tomorrow. Concentrate on doing your best work today in that time period you're supposed to be doing whatever you want to do. And you'd not to overwork. If you overwork and try to do um, the most things possible in the shortest amount of time or to get things done so you can do some of tomorrow's work or next week's work or next month's work or whatever that happens to be, then you're just going to burn yourself out. Y yes, of course, we can do this on the short term when uh, the crap hits the fan and we need to get something done. We can do this, but we can only do it on a short term. And the problem is 
Once you start doing it, you say, well, I've done it before, or perhaps your boss or supervisor says, well, they were able to handle all that work I gave them last time, so they can do this again too. I know they can. So they try to get you to do that again, or you've convinced yourself to do it. That you can do this again, which, you know, again, is only a short-term thing. You cannot keep doing this because it just keeps causing stress to come in your life. We live a life where we're constantly stressed. And when your body's in stress, it cannot create all the chemicals re de desired and needed to keep you healthy, keep your immune system healthy. So therefore, you start to go down that slippery slope where diseases kick in or sicknesses kick in, and eventually you're in that hospital bed that we talked about earlier. And this is what happens. We're not made, our bodies are not made to be constantly under stress. We're only supposed to be in stress when, you know, uh, something was threatening us or at some point in time. And our body doesn't know the difference, right? So we just keep working and working and we feel this, uh, you know, we have to get this done because there's something really bad going to happen to us. And apparently that bad thing is deadlines. Oh yeah, yeah. People have deadlines. They want you to get something done by this certain period of time. And they may threaten you that, oh, you, can, you know, otherwise you're going to get another job or whatever, because I need this done. Well, you need to find out, is this a hard deadline? Because many people will give you a deadline of next Wednesday, let's say, and really they don't need it for another week past that. And you have to ask that sometimes. Okay, if, you know, is the world going to blow up if I don't get to this to you by Wednesday? Or is Thursday and Friday okay? Right? So that you, you can buy yourself some time here sometimes. You don't always have to go by what they're trying to tell you. And they being your supervisor, boss, or sometimes it's you telling yourself this, right? So you have to figure this out. What's the deadline? And there's a reason they call this a deadline. Yeah, that's right. A deadline. That's when you could conceivably die. And if you constantly work with deadlines and deadlines and deadlines, you will end up dead much, much sooner than you should. And it causes all sorts of illnesses and, and anything from diabetes and obesity and goes on and on, uh, heart conditions. It's just, it's just terrible. And, you know, I've been there too. I've done that whole thing um, with all of that, getting on that treadmill and just, you know, I'll just turn up the speed a little bit this year. I just want to make a little bit more money. Or I just want to serve a few more clients. And I'll just go run a little faster and run a little faster. Eventually, that treadmill spits you off and you're laying on the ground. So it's not a good thing to do in the long term. Hence the topic today of 10 big ideas to simplify your life. If you can simplify things like I have done in my life, then I can find or I find that uh, you can actually live largely stress-free and become who you really are and find out who you are. Many times we never discover who we are because we're just too busy uh, people-pleasing or doing things for others and thinking that uh, we must do this. But it's a choice. It's a choice you have. So let's we start on this big list of 10 things, okay? We'll go through them quickly. I'm not going to give you a, a big, long, drawn-out explanation on each one of these. I think they're pretty self-explanatory. But the number one thing is 
of the 10 big ideas to simplify your life is select your top five. And by that I mean is what are the five most important things in your life? What are the five most important things in your life? Sit down and make a list. What are the five most important things you could not do without or must have? Um, you know, and that doesn't mean that you've even achieved them yet, right? But right now, and you know, these things can change. A month from now, three months, five, six months, a year from now, some of these things on the list, you can scratch off and put something else in there. And if you take any of these 10 things I'm going to tell you into consideration, you probably will scratch some of them off because they won't be important to you anymore. You'll have found something else. And that's the wonderful thing about simplifying. Again, you're taking things off the list. But you can replace that with the top five things. It keeps you focused on what is really important to you, not to your spouse, not to your boss, not to your uh, mother, father, peers. It doesn't matter. Anybody else but you. You have to have this list for you. This is for you now. This is your life. Nobody else can live your life. And if you're just giving your life away to other people, you really need some simplification at this point, right? And, you know, a lot of us have been there too. But you have to acknowledge that you're there and then you can move forward with that. So decide and commit to the five most important things in your life. Write them down. Read them to yourself daily in the morning when you get up. Number two on the list of 10 big things to simplify your life is learn to say no. And I know a lot of people have talked about this and this is a hard thing to do. It really is. I mean, I've, I've done it. I've practiced it. I still find myself saying yes sometimes when I really meant no, but I'm a nice guy and I want to help. I like to help others. That's why I'm doing this. Um, show for you and, and um, the podcast and the YouTube channel and the courses that I put out and uh, the company I founded. So sometimes it's, it's a little bit overwhelming for me. I have to learn to say no as well. And what I've found that helped me is when I think about something that I need to, you know, is asked of me, someone's asked me to do something. When I think about it and you know, allow myself to be quiet and think about what's going on logically. And then, you know, if it's not a clear yes for me, then it's a no. Right? I have to say, I have to make that transition. I can't pussyfoot around there and, and, and sit on the fence. Well, you know, and go along for two weeks and still not make a decision. Because not making a decision is actually a decision. So you might as well get it over with. If it's not a clear yes, yeah, right on. I'm going to be there. I'll do that. Or I want to do this. Then it's a no. Now, the tricky part here is if when it's, you know, family and friends and they invite you over or why don't we get together and do this and that and those sorts of things. And it's difficult to say no to some of that stuff. And what I found works for me there, too, is to say, well, can I get back to you? I just need to check on a couple of things, you know, you can use your, your spouse as an excuse. I got to check with their schedule. 
or check with my work schedule, check with your own schedule, whatever it is you need to accomplish, and then go from there. So sometimes that helps when you just buy yourself a little bit of time. It's not fence sitting like we talked about earlier, right? It's just when you're dealing with people that you don't want to disappoint right away because you might do this, right? You do actually have to check. You're not just saying it and don't say it, um, you know, just to get them off your back, but it buys you some time to make the decision then. And you have to look at the pros and cons of doing whatever they would like you to do. And then when it is a clear yes or no, tell them. And then at least you can move forward with that. So that's a big one in people's lives, because if you say yes to everything, you've got no time for you. And if you got no time for you, it's not long before you're stressed, and anxious, and sick. It's, it's just gonna, it's gonna happen, I'll guarantee you. So number three on the list is make your bed. Yeah, I know, sounds kind of funny, right? And some of you may have heard about this. Um, it's big in the military. I was in the Canadian Navy, so went through basic training. And you know, you had to make your bed a certain way. You had to have certain angles and tightness and so many inches from the sheets, so many inches from the end, pillow just so, all this stuff, right? And they would inspect it. And if it wasn't right, they just, you know, we slept on bunk bed. They just throw the mattress right on the floor, just mess it up. And then you had to make it again. So it wasn't up to standard, but the reason that many of these institutions uh, specifically the militaries around the world get you to make your bed is that it's a very simple task and it's usually one of the first tasks you take on in the day in the morning right so it gets you to do a task and then accomplish that task a simple task which gives you a sense of achievement and then it, you continue moving through the day completing more tasks and you end up at the end of the day with a very successful and efficient day remember the laws of success i talked about that's kind of along those lines that's why they get you to do that so and you can think about this too as you know make your bed slash clear your desk many of us <laughs> look at your desks do you really need those 55 pens on your desk and uh, paper clips and staplers and um, piles of paper get them off it's the same thing i know a lot of us you know during the day it gets packed up we'll clean it up clean it up at the end of the day put things in their place and then you start the day with a nice clean desk that you can mess up again if you need to right because you're going to be busy and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that clean it up at the end of the day so make your bed or clear your desk is number three okay so number four on the list of 10 big things to do to simplify your life is spend some time alone. You know, most of us don't spend enough time alone. Now I know during you know this pandemic that maybe some of us are spending too much time alone. We have no interaction with people. I've run into that. Um, my wife works outside of the home and you know, I spend five days a week basically here all alone. Yeah, I have a dog, which helps, but 
you know, I don't have that interaction with day-to-day uh, -day interaction with coworkers or people or friends. I don't get together with friends very much because we're all afraid to pass something on and, and, and all that sort of thing. So it, it's not fun. And I do have found myself, especially now in November, December, kind of gloomy. And that'll probably continue, um, especially in February-ish, kind of the worst times of the year where you really feel that cabin fever kind of feeling. But we do need to spend time alone. You know, when we slow down, we get to hear our inner voice. And we don't often hear that because, you know, we're, we're busy with uh, things at work, let's say. Um, any or a time that we have a quick second, we grab our phones. Um, what do you see when you go to a doctor's office or somewhere that you used to sit there, you know, maybe read a magazine or something like that was sitting there, but you used to sit there and maybe think about a few things, you know, tap your toes, your fingers, you got a half an hour to wait probably. But now you just pick out your phone and then you're, get, you're on that, either chatting with people or surfing and sometimes constructively, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying never do this, but sometimes you need to say, you, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it this time. I, I need to just let my thoughts think. And for a while, they're going to be rampant in your head. Just going, all this stuff going through your head um, that you need either need to do or you did do. And you're not sure if you did it right. Maybe you should have done it better. Maybe what should you do next time? It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Eventually, it starts to slow down. If you just give it some time it starts to slow down. And then you just start to hear one voice instead of a hundred voices going on in your head. And you just listen, listen to that, what that voice is saying. And that's what's nice about being, spending some time with yourself. And, and it allows you to slow down. And again, to help you simplify. So number five on the list is say no, to ads. So not only do you need to say no to people and what they ask you to do and that sort of thing, but don't watch so many ads. I mean, they, I know there was a thing uh, in, uh, in Canada, at least, where they were saying that the, the TV stations and, and um, were going to lower the volume of the advertisements that were on during a show, right? Have you, did you ever notice that? Usually the volume actually goes up when the, the advertisements come on and the commercials came on, it was so annoying. And I think it, they did do it for a while, but I, I think it's starting to creep back in because it still seems to be louder than the programming that you're watch, watching. So what I normally do is either I'll press the volume button way down or I'll hit mute. And it'll just be muted during the whole program that's on the commercials and sometimes you know there's like a dozen commercials um, and it's a so much and do we really need to be programmed by these commercials to tell us what they think that we need in our lives I mean they're stealing your mental space just think of that I mean some commercials are informative and maybe you're interested oh you know what I'm interested in that certain car that they're advertising I'd like to watch this one and that's fine. But by and large, a lot of these things we've either tried or we don't want to try and we don't want to buy. So 
why are we letting them steal our mental space to try to convince us that we need it? And you may not realize it, but you know, through that advertising, this is how advertising works. It just programs you, programs your subconscious mind. The next time you see that in the story, go, I saw that commercial on that. You know what? I'm going to give it a try. And that's what they're hoping. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to sell your product. I, you know, that's perfectly fine. But I don't need to have my brain and my mental space, that precious little mental space that's left up there, to be programmed by all these ads. So I mute them or turn the volume way down and don't even and try not to even watch them visually. So that's number five. Number six on the 10 big things to help you simplify your life is establish routines. Now routines can provide us with a way to focus our time. So when you establish your routine, it's, I mean, it's nice to have a morning routine, especially and an evening routine. I always feel that, uh, you know, the morning is the rudder of the day, right? How the morning goes when I first get up and um, I do certain things, how that goes, the rest of my day kind of goes, right? If I have a good productive routine in the morning, I feel good about it. The rest of my day feels pretty good. Even if I had to deal with somebody or something that wasn't going right in the rest of the day, I still feel good because I had a good routine in the morning. And I know some of you aren't uh, uh, early birds, and that's fine. You, I don't care if you could do the routine at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. It doesn't matter. But that's when you, if that's when you get up and you're up later, you're a night owl, that's okay too. You can still have a morning routine. Decide what you want to do. And one of the most important things you can do in your morning routine is decide on the three things that you want to accomplish that day and write them down. And actually, this is even better if it's done in the evening prior, right? So this could be part of your evening routine. Make a list of three things that you need to accomplish the next day. That when you get up, you read those three things, along with those five things you've decided that are most important in your life. But these are the, you've broken it down. These are the three things you need to accomplish in that day. Read those and then accomplish them. Work on them, each one. If you get those three things done at the end of the day, you'll look back and go, wow, I got it done. You feel so successful. It's one of the keys, the keys to success, to make yourself feel successful. And many of the times we, we say, yeah, I want to get that done. And we never do, right? Because we're distracted. And one of the keys is to stay with something until it's finished. Don't start getting taken away and going to do another job or look at something else or, uh, you know, as you're walking to get a tool or something else from your office and you see something, oh, well, I was going to do that too, so maybe I'll just do that quickly. No, 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 no. Just put that down, forget about it, accomplish what you were and focus on what you were doing, get it finished, cross it off the list, then move to the next one. This takes a certain amount of discipline which I also call integrity. And I think those two words are interchangeable. So it's integrity with yourself. And that's the most important type of integrity. Do you have the integrity in yourself to say, I'm going to do this until it's finished? 
Now, there may be reasons why you couldn't get it done. You couldn't get a hold of somebody on the phone or you don't have the right tools at home or you don't have the right uh, circumstances that day. That's all right. That's fine. Then move on to the next one. It doesn't have to be done if there's extenuating circumstances, but it should be done if there's nothing holding you back, right? So those three things can really put you over the top. Oh, and that's under establishing routines, which was step number six. Number seven of the 10 big things to simplify your life is live frugally. Think about your habits. Do you need as much as you're buying? I mean, most of us don't, right? And I am included in this for sure. Many times I'll go to certain stores, especially um, stores with tools and that sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm a mechanic by trade, so I still uh, like to work on cars and I see things that I would like to have. And sometimes I go, well, how often am I gonna use this? Once? Uh, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't bother with this. Maybe I could borrow it, maybe I could rent it. Um, that sort of thing. So you have to question your buying habits. And that goes back to the ads on TV, right? Because they're pro programming us to buy this stuff. So look at it and see, do I really need that? I've survived so long without it. So obviously it means I don't need it because I'm still alive, right? I, I lived up to this point without that thing. So that means you don't absolutely need it you may want it. So that now is a different story. You have to think about your wants. Why do you want it? Is it something you're going to use frequently in the future? Will it make my, my job or my life easier? Will it save me time to do more things or be with myself? Those are all great things. Maybe you should buy that, but you have to look at it. So live more frugally and take your time. And something I adopted a while back is that, especially with major decisions, but it could be any decision, buying decision. Um, if there's a huge decision or something you really want to get, but you're not sure, uh, again, we talked about if it's not a clear yes, then it's a no. But you could also say, you know what? I need to think about it. And I'm going to sleep on this. And I'm going to make a decision in the morning. And then... You can do that and say, no, by that time you've slept on it and you, you know, it's silly. Why do I need that? Or yes, you know what? I'm going to the store and get it. So those are things you can do. And number eight on the list is to meditate. And I know some of you are, oh, not meditation again. I, uh, people keep telling me to meditate. I don't know how to meditate. I don't really like it. I don't like being with myself. I can't get my mind to stop. I get it. I've been there. And I still have a meditation practice that I do almost every morning. And it will help you, teach you to let go of your emotions and not let your emotions drive your decisions. So many times we get caught up in the, the things that happen and our emotions get moving, right? Remember we talked about how our feelings uh, create our actions. So if you allow to just make decisions when you're angry or decisions when you're uh, upset or even when you're happy, those 
emotions are in there and you go, yeah, I love that car. I'm going to buy it. And then it sets in two weeks later, go, oh man, the squeaks and rattles are driving me crazy. So you, you, you shouldn't make those snap decisions. And many times the meditation allows you to slow down, slow your mind and make some good decisions later. Not that you're thinking about this while you're meditating, but it just slows the mind down. And, you know, there's many forms of meditation. I mean, take walking. Walking can be a form of meditation. If you shut your phone off or don't take it with you and there's no distractions and you're just enjoying the walk, looking at things, especially if it's a walk in nature and not in a concrete jungle somewhere, but you know, you can do that there too. Uh, especially if you can find a park or something or sit on a bench and just people watch a little bit. And that too is a distraction from your internal mind just going crazy, right? So um, you can uh, daydream. Daydreaming is a form of meditation. Um, have you ever been around a campfire and just stared at the flames and just, you know, thoughts kind of came, but you know, normally it's your mind slows down. You're not got all these 100,000 thoughts, it starts to slow down when you're doing that because you're kind of mesmerized by the dancing of the flames. And this also holds your attention and can be a form of meditation. So and I want to combine this then with number nine, which is walking. So walking, as I mentioned, can be a form of meditation and an easy one to do as long as you're not walking along on the on your cell phone or answering texts and texts and sending texts out or uh, surfing Instagram as you walk just so you can get a giggle or something, you know, you have to, the trick here to meditation is to slow down your thoughts. That's the whole reason behind it. Take some deep breaths in and out. Um, what does it smell like? What does the air smell like? What sounds do you hear? Can you hear a sound way far, what, way far away? What is that sound? Try to identify that sound. Oh, Wow, that must be really far away. Don't focus on exactly what's around you. Get your mind thinking on just one thing, not a whole bunch of things all at once. And believe me, if you can just start this practice, it does get easier. It's hard at the beginning and you go, oh, this doesn't do anything. I can't. I, and like I said, many of us don't, aren't even comfortable with being with ourselves, but you can do this. Just give it a try. And the walking part um, that I mentioned is number nine is great because it's exercise. It's going to get the blood moving. It relieves stress. It boosts alertness. And all these things are benefits of going for a walk. You know, water in a clear flowing stream. I mean, most of those you could reach down and grab a handful of water and give it a drink. If you are in a swampy area, the water is all stagnant and doesn't move. Do you think you'd want to have a drink of that water? There's so many bugs and bacteria that are in that water because there's no movement. And the same goes for the blood in your body. If you can get your blood moving at least once every day, just a little bit, it starts to move and it will not stagnate and will not build up all those uh, plaques and things in your blood vessels that cause so much strife. In with heart disease, etc., and blockage of arteries. Of course, there's other things that affect that, but by keeping your blood moving, you keep that at bay, right? And you keep things fresh. 
and moving through. So even a walk, a 15 minute walk, 10 or 15 minute walk, out, get some, some air outside, or if you're indoors and you wanna get on the treadmill, it's okay, get the heart pumping a bit, get the blood moving. You're not trying to be an Olympic athlete here. Don't push yourself too hard. Just go for a nice walk. That's all you have to do. It's that easy. And number 10 on the list of the 10 big things to simplify your life is take a rest. Yeah, good one to end with, right? Take a rest day. You worked all week. So maybe on the weekend or whenever your, your schedule allows, depending on your schedule, take a day out once a week. And if you can, silence your phone so it doesn't ding or ring and, and or turn it off. Turn off the computer. You don't have to always have these things constantly influxing information to us, right? We have information overload. I mean, we're, we have so much information, but we have so little wisdom anymore. Information, just because you know things doesn't mean you're wise, which could be very obvious if, you know, you need help with all this, right? So take some time for yourself. If it can't be the full day, then make it half the day. Start small. Start with an hour or two or go to three. Go to half a day. Make it a full day. Tell your co uh, co-workers or colleagues or boss that, I'm sorry, Saturday I'm not available. I can't, you know, take your text or don't bother calling me um, or send me an email because I'll get to it then maybe the next day or whatever day that is, right? Again, it's like you don't have to do that much in that day. You only have to do enough to get through successfully and your rest day is should be for rest because now you can calm down, your immune system gets a boost because your stress level is also going down and now you can rejuvenate and get ready for the next session of whatever it is you need to do. So this is how I've helped simplify my life. I know you can do it too. It's the secret to realizing your true greatness and that is why we're here. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this served you. I hope you got some good information from this. And please let me know in any comments, or you can always send me an email at mike at Thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to seeing you next time on Men on Fire. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one. <music>